to a brand new episode of We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb, alongside virtually, of course, Sasha uh, Sub-Zero. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caleb Ayawadi. <laughs> Who is not a Mortal Kombat fighter, but could you imagine? <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, have you watched the new, the new Mortal Kombat movie yet? No, I feel like I got everything I needed to from the trailer. Oh, there's so much more. There is? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, plot-wise, no. But, like, action-wise, yes. I, I just was always more of a Street Fighter fan because I didn't feel like I was represented with the character selection in Mortal Kombat. Whereas, <laughs> uh, I definitely have Zangief in the in that early Street Fighter, the Russian. So. Well, as part ninja, <laughs> I am... I feel... <laughs> did you ever, so, did you ever play Mortal Kombat at all? Yes. Uh, okay. I wasn't allowed to at home, obviously. Oh, uh, neither was I. Yeah. Or did, I don't. I don't know. I, it was always a game like, oh, that's. I'm not not allowed or anything like that. But like at our arcades when we would go. They either usually didn't have it because like, grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's not a lot of arcades around. If there were, it was, big buck hunter. Yeah. And not not a whole lot else, but. I remember playing Mortal Kombat. I don't know where, but Sub Zero was my guy, and I was shocked to find out he was the bad guy in Mortal Kombat. I said, "What? No, but he's so cool. How can he be bad?" I mean, that's why he's so cool. Uh, that's true. Uh, right? Uh, you just had him even better. Yeah. Um. Cold, cold as ice. Some might say he. <laughs> he was definitely one of the more fun to to play as until like, is it Nina who has the stupid bicycle kicks? Like, I, like one of those champions the female champions could or Sonya I think yeah could drop from the top of the screen down to the bottom and you could loop that almost infinitely to win every match um, it was really hard to break I think in the first two Mortal Kombats me and my friends were not that talented neither <laughs> <laughs> oh. was I it was all you know it was all button mashing back then yeah pretty much and like oh did I do a combo no you just you're, you're the other one and you died oh what a tool and it just been knocked out I'd be button mashing thinking I was like the other person in the end of all but fortunately going speaking of knockouts see what I did there yeah all four MLS teams were not knocked out of the CONCACAF Champions League this year uh, Toronto beat Club Leon 3-2 on aggregate um, which I think was the last game we didn't mention last week the one that was still going on um, Toronto will face Cruz Azul tonight at 9, so that means nothing to you guys. You're in the future. <laughs> and Philadelphia and Atlanta are playing as we speak. If there's any scores, we'll try to update. But again, you already know. Just look on Twitter. Um, tonight, as or who knows when this is coming out, either the 28th or 29th, but on the 28th, Columbus Troop face Monterey and Portland face Club America. What are our chances here, Sasha? Are are what are the chances of of more MLS teams than Liga MX teams in the semifinals? I just still say it's, it's a zero percent chance <laughs> because of the history of the competition. Uh no, I'll I'll, I'll say twenty nine percent chance that it's an MLS team. So, okay. so I think we have it there. I'm I'm honestly putting my money on Portland, which is weird to say. Uh. Oh, that is weird. I was gonna ask, but yeah, you, you feeling alright? Aren't you a? <laughs> aren't you a other side of the 
Cascadia border. I am. Another guy. You know, but you got to know your enemies. And after that, that uh, Jimmy Chara hat trick in the last round of the CONCACAF, like, I'm kind of scared of them. Like, I feel like they can sacrifice wins right now in, in MLS if they're making the run for CONCACAF. And if I had to be honest, I'd rather have them ho- hoisting the trophy over Atlanta. Uh, mind you, I'd have, rather have Philly hoisting it over either of them, but I think I think Portland's better than Philly right now. Yeah, Philly not doing so hot in the lead. Um, let's move on to NWSL. Uh, currently, as my page loads, Gotham and uh, Washington Spirit are tied nil-nil. Second half just started. Um, we'll keep you updated on that as well. Um, if Gotham win or did a draw, they'll stay on top of the East, just above last year's champions, the North Carolina Courage. Um, Shout out to the Red Stars face your OL Rain. Old Rain. <laughs> old Rain. Old um, Rain. Good old Rain. They need a good old kick in the ass, is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> uh, they're sitting fourth right behind Chicago Red Stars. And uh, neither of those squad teams have gotten a win, which is weird to say. That's not something you'd you'd say, I think, last year. Or you would think to say last year, but yeah. Yeah, both those teams need to find their form and quickly. Uh, the Portland Thorns are currently top of the West with nine points out of three games. Uh, Houston and Dash are in second with five. They'll play each other this Sunday, May 2nd at 6.30. Most of those games are on Paramount+. Plus. Um, so did a free trial. Watch some great women's soccer. Ah. <sighs> I see what's on that's on the list, Sasha. And I don't want to. I don't either, but I think I think we have to because that's the the main point of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> that that is the bad thing about having a Minnesota cent Minnesota United centric podcast is when they lose, you still have to talk about it. Yeah. Um. um so, go ahead. Uh, I I think this is like you've experienced more of the Minnesota letdown than I have. Um, but this is where really your fanship is tested, right? Is how you react to losses. I reacted by being very violent in our Slack channel, <laughs> which I don't promote violence. I don't. I'm just a very bloodthirsty, passionate fan in the heat of the moment. <laughs> and to see those bloodthirsty messages, just three dollars a month on Patreon. Yeah, um, we had some start, like changes to the lineup, which I I was excited about uh, at the start, and I thought we were good in first half. We had Finley start on the left, which isn't his natural position. It definitely felt like the weaker wing, but in trade off, we had loot on the right which is where he's strongest. And we like, we saw that Juan Agudelo was okay up top. I think... He, I don't think we can expect much from him. He's going to be the guy who scores maybe every three or four games, not every game. Um, but he might surprise us, but I'm, I'm not really holding out for that. Uh, what was kind of the surprise was like the startup in the, the center was like Will Trapp and Grey Goose, which I think you called was possible to happen. I, I mean, was, it happened in, in the first game, too. I yeah. didn't see a whole lot to, that needed to be changed, but maybe maybe this next Saturday there should be a little mix-up, but go, go ahead. Here. Yeah, uh, I would prefer Hassani to start, but I, I think Will Trap did okay. Um, I think a lot of people were hating on him. I don't know if you, what the reaction was in the bar, but I... Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like he plays... A little too far forward sometimes. Just a little pulled too far forward. Like on that there's that counterattack on to Salt Lake's first goal. We're thinking the only man back. I might have been just Will Trap. I I'm not sure. I was at Blackheart 
for nine hours on <laughs> Saturday. So um, I do know that like Roman was back there with them, but then went up to take a shot that just deflected straight to a Salt Lake player. And then it was just basically, I mean, Chase might've been back too, but it, it just felt like we we're defending very poorly on Salt Lake's counterattacks. Yeah. It kind of felt like we were falling behind. Um, one other change in the lineup was Yuta Ritala, um, instead of Coleman. I thought the partnership with between Yuta and Boxall was all right. Like it wasn't perfect, but it was better than last week's for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, um. Just the counterattack, we just didn't look. It, it looked like 2017-2018 defending. We were all trying to just scrambling to get back. And really, we, we should have more people back. Or in the first play, if Roman takes the ball down and tries to cycle out to the wings instead of just shooting it and having to fall to a solid player. Or just passing it back and trying to reset. That would be the smarter play. I, I don't know if the trust is there, if it's too many new faces in the line in the starting lineup or if we're just out of sync for whatever reason but it just looks like the team isn't on the same page yeah attacking or defending yeah right it's it's both the the two critical thirds and i almost wonder i'm kind of thinking about it now it was like were we so like thirsty for a goal because we were doing well in the first half like we were controlling it and metner has some great crosses and like reynoso and lude both had shots on goal were we so thirsty for that goal that everyone was pressed up high that that's why we got slaughtered on the, the counterattack? Because, like, even, like, Boxall should have been back there with somebody else. It should have been Yuka, but it was Will Trap. But it was just Will Trap alone, as Metnair and Chase are both rushing back. Chase gets a foot to the ball on the slide, but he doesn't clear it. And it's it was five on three. Like, we like there was no... There, everyone had an option to, for a pass there on our cell that there's no way DSC was going to save it. Yeah. And so. Yeah, DSC kind of been sold out a few times in the past couple of games. I think four of the goals that of the search that uh the Loons have conceded have he have been due to just being overloaded in the box and just someone picking out a pass. Then that first uh Zhao Paulo goal is just nothing you can do about that one. But so DSC I think still has been pretty solid. Um, it's just figuring out what the hell is going on with that front four, in front of or that back four in front of the in front of goal, and figuring out what's going on with the front four in front of the other goal. I mean, we did get to see Lude score the first goal. He probably should have scored another one in the first half, but uh, assist by uh, Justin McMaster. So his first ever MLS points. So that's exciting to see, and I don't want to talked about the whole David Ochoa thing. Him punting the ball into the stands after the final whistle. I don't like it. Um we did hear I mean I wasn't in this I was at Blackheart, you weren't in the stadium. We had some people at in our Slack channel who were in the stadium saying that some drunken fans were yelling some pretty terrible things at him. Yeah, and I think uh, I can, but I also see why Hassani gets upset and Chase gets upset because they don't know what's being said by our fans, and I can see why Ochoa is upset as well. Yeah, 
Uh, so yeah, we don't have to feed to the drama of what happened to Choa. If you want to know about it, if you don't already know about it, then you're not really that invested. <laughs> um, I will say, in regards to the fans, like I'm glad they got kicked out. Uh, props to whoever spoke up and got security. That's what we want our fanship to do. Uh, we have to hold ourselves accountable, especially in this day and age. Um, and that's not what we're about. So if you yeah, yeah if you hear racist chance, you hear anything der- like derogatory to that level, um, prejudice. Things that you wouldn't feel safe or feel comfortable saying yourself. Alert security. They're there for that reason. Yeah. And at our players, at their players, at the refs, anybody. Even the refs, I know. Even the refs. I know sometimes I yell terrible things at the refs. Not terrible things they said at Ochoa, but like stuff like you're blind, probably. That's kind. <laughs> Why'd you look? Why'd you leave your whistle in your ass? Like, that's a bad place to store it. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on. That was a really dumb joke. Uh, this Saturday, Loons play Austin FC, I believe, at home. Yep. How do you change the lineup? How do you change the, tact- do you change the tactics at all? Um, do you keep things the same? I don't keep things the same. I make okay. one change, and that's McMaster in for Finley. It was it was very apparent from the start of the game, because Finley was getting touches, but he was having trouble turning in from the left-hand side, which is weird. Like, And also, Reynoso was clearly like, he didn't have as much trust pass, like passing it out to the left as he did to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Will Trapp, who like is a, is a partner with Finley, didn't feel comfortable putting it out there. So... If we're not comfortable putting it out to our current left winger, I don't think it's too much of a too much damage to just start Justin McMaster, who got an assist. Obviously, he's gonna have to like work with the team to practice those runs that kind of the other guys already know how to work with. Like Reynoso always knows where to find Metinair. and Chase. He kind of does. Like it's intrinsic in the mm. back of his head. Like if I pass it at this time, one of them's already making the run. That's what Justin needs to work on. So give him the time to do it. Yeah. I agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, Ethan's more of a is definitely better on the right wing. He's more of a burn towards the end line kind of guy. He doesn't cut in as much as that's not his game. Mm-hmm. But when you have Lude on the who is most effective on the right and is at, as of right now is probably our most lethal goal scoring threat. But just to be honest, it's 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 Lude on the right. Um. So I'd probably start McMaster or Nico Hansen if he's healthy on the left. Uh, then I want to start Juan Chope up top if he's healthy. He was out. Um, wasn't like a huge injury on Saturday. He said, I think in either a presser or on Twitter, that it was just like something. Just, uh, his hip was bothering him after playing on the turf in Lumen Field, that garbage facility with their shitty turf. And they're god awful team. God, I hate them. I'd also Sasha, you're cool. You're cool though. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to see some Jacory Hayes. Maybe not starting, but have him subbed in early, yeah. like sixty fifth minute, sixtieth minute even. Uh, and he should come in I, I with think, a double sub. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting to see him instead of Jan. Maybe Jan hasn't had a good couple of games. I'd like to see Jacory alongside. Or just behind Reynoso. I think that could be an interesting double pivot. 
while Will Traps hits behind them and stays behind them. <laughs> Stay well. And, yeah, stays directly behind them. And then if Debasi is healthy, maybe start him on the left instead of Chase. Chase has been burned a couple times already this season. Um, you'd probably you'd argue that he was at fault for both of the goals in against Salt Lake. Um, maybe he just needs a, ref- a refresh just to sit some time out and think about what he's done. No, just like refocus or yeah. earn that spot back. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. uh, do- oh, go ahead. Last thing I say, I was like, I don't think it's time to panic because it's early in the season, <laughs> and. The lack of synchronicity is honestly, I think it's just because we're so desperate for the goal in our heads. They're like, we should have scored already. We should have scored already. So everybody's forward, and that's how the counterattack really kills us. And that might be an oversimplification, but I honestly feel like that was the mood up until it scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and whether it's just lack of a out and out number nine goal scorer, like one Chope was brought in to be, like Adrian Unel was also brought in to be. Um, I mean, that could also bring up a different, a change in tactics. We would go 4-4-2 with Uno and, or Unu, actually. I think either Cal or Andy Dreeter tweeted out, like, the pronunciation. All I remember from it is you don't pronounce the H in Adrian Uno's last (laughs) name. I can't remember if it's Unu or Unu. I I hope it's Unu. Like, Unu, he was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe maybe we start him up top with Juan Chope. Who knows? Um, We should mention that Adrian Unu was finally announced on Friday before the game. Obviously, he didn't play or was on the bench because that turnaround would have been insane. (laughs) But um, exciting that he's coming in, I think. I think he can be good. I don't know. He's been brought in to be, I don't know, maybe left winger. Maybe he's the one that starts in left wing instead of McMaster or Hanson or Finley. Or maybe he starts up top with Juan Chope. Who knows what Heath has rolled up his sleeve. But I think having two out-and-out strikers gives you more of a flexibility in what you can, how you can line up and how you can attack games when you need a goal. Like if those two are both healthy, or or uh, in the states from France, I don't know if even Adrian's even here yet. But down two one late, having two strikers attack instead of just the one, and just Adudelo, that'd be a lot better. I I I would think. Um, this game is Austin. Austin, we'll talk about later, but. They won their first game this past week. How, how? What's your prediction for this Saturday? It's a Texas team, and now they're <clears> starting <throat> to look like the, the a good expansion team. Um, I think we need to put them in their place. <laughs> I want I want that crazy game. I want the like. I remember how we we took down San Jose last year. I want that game against Austin, and I want. Everyone to be like, oh shit! Well, maybe first two weeks, Minnesota is just refiguring themselves out. Now they're like, now they finally got the ball rolling, quite literally, and found the back of the yeah. net. So that's what I want, and that's my prediction: is the the five the five three game, the five two game, whatever it is. Like, fucking, let's throw up some goals. There's not going to be a defense. Let's get all out offense. <laughs> uh, the last time an expansion team played 
at Allianz. Uh, Minnesota beat Cincinnati six to one. Uh, I think it's a hat trick by Angelo or Darwin, one of the two. So let's just repeat that. Speaking of Cincinnati, have they gotten better? Absolutely not. They lost to New York City FC five to nothing. Uh, two of those uh, being Cincinnati goals, just going to their own net, which is unfortunate. All five goals, however, were on set pieces. Wow. Not great, Bob. <laughs> Not great. Iron steel it to the max. Definitely. Um, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to move on to the next game because this. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> yeah. A, a, a school that is a little more reasonable and believable uh, is that SKC drew with Orlando 1 1. Uh, and what's even more predictable about this was who scored those goals. It was Busio in the first half and Nani in the second half. And there was plenty of bitching from Nani to the ref about what he didn't like in the game. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish I had a dollar of time. I looked over at Taylor while watching this game and went, oh man, Nani was shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, his goal was pretty impressive though. Uh, bad heel. Like, I don't know. I can't remember if he was actually shrugging while hitting the bad heel, but it feels like he was. It was so nonchalant. Like, oh, I guess I'm going to store this. Um, but I think Kansas City had a goal called off for offsides. Orlando had two goals called off for offsides. Um, Nani's goal was reviewed for a while, even though I thought it was clearly onside. So, I mean, all the goals that were called offsides were definitely offsides. So, good on VAR, good on the referee for seeing that. But, I mean, that has to suck. Just like, oh, we scored. Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, we scored. Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, we scored. Oh, no, we didn't. Just over and over and over again. I don't think I've seen that many offsides goals called off for offsides in one match before. Yeah, it can be a little cruel to a player. But I think in Busio's case, it actually inspired him. Yeah. Busio's goal was very well taken as well. Um, hard to believe he's only, he's only 18 and he can grow a better beard than I can. That bastard. Um, speaking of out-and-out strikers who used to play for Minnesota, uh, Nashville 2, Montreal 2, Mason Toy, two goals in two games, which one was more impressive? Uh, I think week one was more impressive. <clears throat> I, I like the power behind it. <clears throat> uh, but consistency, that's something that we're lacking. And it's, it's, uh, the, that, there's no feeling more greater, like a greater feeling of longing than seeing that right now. Like I see like, oh, Mason Toy. And like that game was before ours. I'm like, he's on the scoreboard. First. I thought this, I thought this week, <laughs> this week's was, uh, more impressive because he was getting fouled on his plant leg while he shot. Like, he, he like, gets bowled over because he shoots and then I think Dats McCarty kind of, like, fo- like goes into his plant leg and he just follows him and goes into the top corner. Yeah, good to see... I mean, it's good to see him... It's good to see him, you know, playing, like, 2019 Mason Toy. It's really unfortunate to watch him do this while the loons seem inept going forward. Um, I think Montreal was up two nothing at one point in this half. So, or in this game, uh, Nashville did climb back for the second week in a row to get a tie from a two 0 deficit. Uh, last week was against Cincinnati. Um, another late goal drama. This time north of the border, but not really because they're in Florida. Uh, Toronto two, Vancouver two. Um, Andy Rose scored his first goal in almost two years for Vancouver. And then 
the equalizer by Jonathan Osorio was, I mean, the, truly the beautiful game at its best. Sasha, can you please explain what happened to for us? Oh, uh, this ball bounces back to Osorio at his feet as he's right in front of goal. He takes a shot. Uh, this is it Kripo, like tries to scoop it out and it hits the inside of the post and in? It's deflected. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I think it's going in. Kripo tries to throw it out and just throws it into the net. <laughs> like into the side net, but in the goal, it's just it's just bad. Also, I think it was on a clearance by Vancouver. It hits a Vancouver player and then goes back to Osorio, who would, was offside, but it wasn't offside because the Toronto player didn't play it. No, oh, just painful if you're Vancouver. Yep, but beautiful. <laughs> but also beautiful if you're yeah if you're not. Um, something else that was pretty beautiful was the idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Schadenfreude in the show. Uh, is the ending of the San Jose uh, FC Dallas game? Now San Jose won three to one, uh, but the talk wasn't about their their third goal that was done by Kate Cowell. It was it was a, it was a beauty. I'm I'm glad he's getting uh, the spotlight this year. The end of the game ended with Chris Wondolowski in the 89th minute spearing Jose Martinez's ankle after Martinez has already like started the back pass to his keeper, and it. Originally was a, like a, a yellow, but then the the ref reviewed it, and he upped it to a red. And the thing is, Wando hadn't started the game. He had got subbed in in the 72nd minute. So this dude comes on for, you know, less than 20 minutes and gets a red. And I it's mean, like... I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not even the worst part, though, I think. It's the worst... It's The worst part is San Jose was up 3-1. The defender's passing back to his keeper, and Wando's like lunging in for the ball like dude you have two goals it's you have like two minutes you have like a minute and like maybe three or four minutes of stoppage time left and you're gonna just set, get sent off for something stupid like that ah what an idiot mm-hmm. but legend whatever I mean I guess <laughs> uh, Ricardo Pepe did score the lone goal for Dallas so credit to him yeah. where it's due did remodeled off the keeper mm-hmm. uh, LAFC Tied Seattle 1 1. At Tuesta with a great free kick goal. Um, free, sending a free kick under the wall into the back of the net. Um, I think right before that, Stephen Fry was like saying, because I forget who it was, was telling someone to not lay down by, behind the wall. Yeah, I think he was telling Ariaga not to go behind the wall and instantly regretted <laughs> making that decision. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, but Brad, Brad Smith equalized for Seattle in the second half. Um, some youngsters, though, getting the getting the start and or getting some game time for Seattle. Yeah, there's a 19 year old Josh Atencio starting in the middle because there's no Lloyd Darrow. Um, he did okay. Uh, who did not the the youngster did not do okay. The 18 year old Ethan Dubler. Got subbed in in the second half, and like his first touch, like he's been on for like less than three seconds, is a foul that results in him getting a yellow card. And I was like, mm, that's a little too much adrenaline, I think, right off off the bench. Oh, so he went <laughs> uh, went, for, went for the half Steven Gerrard. Uh, <laughs> you remember that, right? I remember that very clearly because I'm a Liverpool fan, but like on the. It is Manchester United, and like I think it might have been its final season for Liverpool. Gerard had subbed on like 60th minute or so immediately goes through I think Mata's 
angels and it's a red card. <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> like it was like maybe a minute. <sighs> Ridiculous. But now, you know, whatever. He, he won the lead with Rangers, so. Oh well. Um, New York, uh, New York. New, the New England Revs beat DC United 1-0. Uh, own goal. Um, with the lone goal here. Um, he must have been in different places as well because um, he stored more, more games moving into the Atlanta-Chicago game. Um, own goal and possessed the body of Johan Koppelhoff, the other center back for Chicago. We all know the, we all know the other one. We don't need to say his name. We don't need, we don't need to say his name. Um, stored an own goal in the 65th minute to give Atlanta a 2-1 lead. Um, Emerson Hinman and I think it was Barco with the other goals. Barco's goal was is should probably you should look that one up. It was very well taken. It was Atlanta's first of the match. Um, Josh Martinez did play for sixty seven minutes, but no goals for him. Probably working towards more towards full fitness, which is good for Atlanta, which is bad for this podcast, I guess. Um, what else is bad for this podcast is that Portland won their game against Houston. Uh, Christian Paredes scored two goals in this game, one at uh, each end. Uh, the first one he got was an own goal uh, in the 21st minute, which tied the game up 1-1. Uh, but in the second half in the 73rd minute, he had a beautiful goal. Uh, long ball hit uh, Mora, who heads it down to Paredes' feet, and he's in front of goal, takes it one time, finds the back of the net. Yeah, and moving on to one of the team, the other team that's playing right now, Philadelphia, and into Miami. Philadelphia actually currently tied nothing, nil nil against Atlanta at halftime in the Champions League. They lost this past week into Miami. Um, both brothers, both uh, Roldan brothers, and both. I, I took the horrible notes no. for this. Like last year, no, we had the like Roldan brothers. No, <laughs> the Char brothers for Philadelphia and the Hidwine brothers for Miami. The Hidwine brothers became the first brothers to score goals in the same game in MLS. Gonzalo and Federico for Miami. Yep. So uh, who knows what next year's brothers will be? But now we just have we have brothers every year. Does Hassani Dotson have a brother that's really good and wants to come to Minnesota? Oh, if only. If only. <laughs> what if? What Chase if we Casper, get... no, I was thinking. <laughs> a younger what? brother who looks older, even older than Chase does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want. I want another uh, Saint Clair with the same like boy band hair. So oh. we're even closer to a boy band. <laughs> yeah, because like. Because right now it's like Dane Saint Hilaire has that boy has it like Justin Timberlake like ramen hair kind of a little bit like not as crunchy but like as like the frosted tips. Mm-hmm. So he's like the pretty boy of the, the boy band. Then you have Hassani who's the tough one, and then then you have Chase who's the old one. So you need like <laughs> two more. And as always, Ozzy is still the manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ozzy's the, the tour manager is just, just taking ninety percent of their money. <laughs> <laughs> Two more games to round this out. As we spoke about before, Austin got their first ever MLS win against Colorado, three to one. 
Shinya Shiti got the first goal for Colorado in the, in the Dame, first goal in the Dame, but goals for, in the second half by Diego Fernandez, Cecilio Dominguez with and Dominguez with with, with a brace. Um, <clears throat> that's two goals. Um, sealed the win for Austin. All three points going to Matthew Tanahay and his closet full of unworn shirts. Then the Galaxy store three against the Red Bulls, who only scored two. Chicharito is who we thought he was a year ago. Um, another, a hat trick. He has five goals this season. Three more than he had all of last season. Is it the coaching or is it just Chicharito coming into his own? I honestly want to give the credit more to Greg Vanny, but it's very possible <laughs> that Chicharito finally was like after a year of being like less than mediocre, like it's kind of pathetic. He probably was not, he knew he needed to have a breakout year to like kind of regain his glory or regain his, oh, not, not, not the honor. What am I, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Decent reputation. We'll say they're not, they're not samurai. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm Greg, fighting for honor. In Greg Vanny's team, you are. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man. No one score an own goal. I don't want to see that happen on the field. Uh, it sounds like Sudoku, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll give you, I, I think a lot of it is coaching. Uh, Stiletto last year, like a lot of crosses into the bots, a lot of high crosses into, you know, like five foot nine Chicharito. Not going to win a lot of crosses in the air. Uh, Vanny's team seems to be a lot more focused down the middle, low driven balls across the bots. I think that's helped Chicharito a lot in his goal scoring. Another update, uh, the Gotham FC game just ended nil-nil, so Washington and Gotham will share a point, leaving, leaving the top of the table open for the Courage. If they win their game, they'll go top, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, moving to some stuff, some stores and games and news from Europe. Um, the Terrible Cup happened. No one told Tottenham because <laughs> they didn't even show up. But they were in the game, apparently. Uh, Man City won. Tottenham, nil. Um, City, I think, with their fourth League Cup in a row, something like that. And Tottenham, um, still trophyless in oh, years, decades at this point. Um, a lot of Tottenham players in distress. Uh, human son was. Emotional, Harry Kane looked dead inside. So, Sasha, I ask this to you as a totally unbiased Arsenal fan. If you're Harry Kane, do you leave? If you're human son, do you leave? And if you're either of those players, if you and you do leave, where do you go? Those, I mean, both those players have the freedom to kind of pick where they want to go, right? We saw Ericsson leave a couple years ago from Tottenham. He got to go to... Italy, he went to Inter Milan, and uh, they're doing well now. But I, we talked about this. We, Inter Milan, even if they win the league, they win Serie A, they can't really afford to pick up a player like Son or Kane right now. It could. I would love for him to go to Arsenal, but it's not going to happen. It, <laughs> if he does it, he does like. I mean, Son more likely, I think, than than Kane would go there. But if if Kane does it, it's just for the like the walls. Like I'm so fucking rich. I can go to like across town and like have all the headlines and have the fun. 
But the thing <laughs> is, he wants to win trophies. Exactly. So why would he go to Arsenal? Yeah, and that's the case. With a lateral move. Yeah. Uh, you go I Real mean, Madrid or PSG. Real Madrid, PSG. If he stays in England, I'd, I would think only Man City could reach his price tag mm-hmm. at this point. And it seems like an okay fit for Harry Kane. Uh, Aguero is leaving in the offseason. Gabriel Jesus really hasn't taken that start, starting starter spot for his own. Um, yeah, it's open. Bayern, maybe. Can't really see any other, any other German teams going in for Harry Kane. Maybe Human Son. Maybe Son, I think he'd fit in really well at Leipzig. Yeah, he would. Um, that'd be interesting. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. He's mm-hmm. got that speed that kind of fits into their, their attack style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe he did transfer from, to Tottenham from uh, Leverkusen as well. So maybe a return there. But both these players really want to win trophies is the thing. And like one, can you afford them? And two... Are you doing? Are you prime position to win a trophy? Can Juventus afford to buy Son or Kane? Is Juventus even a legit title contender after this season? Who knows? Um, lots of eyes are going to be on this Tottenham squad when the transfer window opens this summer. It'll be very interesting, I think, to watch. Especially because it's not Liverpool. We have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and there, I don't think either of them would go, would go to Liverpool or... No, I don't think, I don't think either one would. Maybe Son, maybe, but it's a huge if right there. Um, Champions League, one game today. The other one is happening on the day after we record. Chelsea won, Real Madrid won. Pulisic scored. Yeah. So really it was a marital one, Real Madrid won. Really, yes. Um, yeah. And he did it in, the, in a great way where he humiliated uh, Couture, uh dribbling around him to beat him, like forcing Coutois to come out and commit. He tried to steal the ball. Beautifully dribbled around him and the other Real Madrid players. Shoots a pass to defenders, bounces off one of them in the arm, trying to like block it, and goes in. Uh, he had a great game all around. Uh, it, was, it was clear that he had found his mojo. Uh, along with a couple of the others, like Kant today, Kant was all over, just blowing past these old Real Madrid players. Um, yeah, uh, you 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 watched this game. You said that yeah. Chelsea looked like the better team throughout, which I thought was really impressive from them because Real Madrid is, I mean, right now is one of the best teams in Spain and one of the best teams in the world, and have been playing pretty well. Uh, Kareem Benzema stored the goal for Madrid. His 71st career Champions League goal, bringing him fourth all time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Something else is, that's pretty cool was an upset over in Bundesliga this weekend. Uh, Bayern Munich lost to 12th place Mainz, 2-1. to one. Uh, Mainz got, a, uh, got this lead, and Bayern Munich was scrambling so hard not lose to a 12th place team <laughs> um but even with the forces uh, you know the magical forces around Lewandowski they weren't able to get the win so that kind of mathematically keeps the title race alive for Red Bull Leipzig but honestly I don't have any hope there yeah honestly Bayern's probably is still going to win the Bundesliga mm-hmm. um especially this late in the season 
you don't expect that gap to be made up. There are some title races around Europe. Um, some tight tables up top for Serie A, Lidon, and La Liga. Um, La Liga, Atletico Madrid, and Real Madrid are on 33 games. Atletico Madrid has a two-point lead. Uh, Barcelona has a game in hand over Madrid and well, both Madrids, Atletico and Real, and is on is tied on points with Real and two points behind. So they, if they win their game in hand, they will go top of La Liga. And in fourth place, Sevilla, Sevilla, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Sevilla is one point behind Barcelona and Real. Um, very tight at the top, and then it drops off to, I think, yeah, Real Sociedad is fifth. 20 points behind the leaders. So the top four, keep an eye on. Sevilla still keeping, keeping pace with the three giants in, in uh, Spanish football. Then Serie A, you mentioned earlier that Inter Milan just yeah. pretty much run away with it. The five games left. Yeah, they're at the top of the table with 79 points. Uh, surprisingly, Atalanta in second, followed by Napoli. Both those teams are always like top top seven top five teams but you wouldn't expect them to be second and third ahead of Juventus who are tied on points with uh AC Milan both on 66 points uh the only difference between the two uh is goal differential uh Juventus in fourth that's that's a surprising look but I'm okay with it yeah uh first year Andrea Perlo has been managing them I think if we learned anything from I don't know, world football in general, is don't hire club <laughs> legends to be your goddamn coaches, you morons. Yeah, send them to go play at or coach the Rangers for a season first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just some trophies somewhere else. Uh, I will remind everyone that Pirlo had zero coaching experience before this time. And, and they might even miss, miss out on Champions League if AC Milan finished above them. Yeah, I mean, can Pirlo even like hotbox a locker room with uh, like a pack of cigarettes in, in one in one <laughs> one halftime? I don't think so. So I don't think he he's really quality to be a Juventus coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he Mauricio Sarri was pure Juventus. He's like basically eating cigarettes on the on the sideline, getting in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Um, <laughs> In Ligue 1 in France, four games remain in the in the season. Up top is Lille, the team of American uh, Timothy Weah and Canadian Jonathan David. Um, behind them, one point behind them, PSG. One point behind PSG is Monaco, and four points behind Monaco is Lyon. <coughs> Sorry. So that title race is very much um, up for grabs. It would be great if PSG did not win, but even though they're only one point behind Lille, you gotta think PSG is still the favorite, just because of history, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now let's move on to our penalty shootouts. This is the segment where we just go through some news highlights from this past week in soccer. Yeah. Sasha, why don't you go first? Yeah, this story was uh, brought joy to my joy to my heart. Uh, Zlatan, <laughs> in the headlines, he's getting investigated by UEFA for allegedly violating their Sleeping betting rules. Sleeping with a furry. Oh, it was, no, it was... 
<laughs> Kingston is the source for this. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, he 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 put, allegedly violated their betting rules because he owns a ten percent stake in uh, Bet Hard, making him the fourth largest owner of the company. They're a Malta-based betting company. Uh, this story was first reported by uh, Afton Bladet, a Swedish newspaper, and was later uh, brought over by The Guardian. Afton Bladet also claims Zlatan broke FIFA rules when he stepped out of retirement to play for the Swedish national team in March. He could face a €89,000 fine, which isn't that much if you're Zlatan, but he could also face a three up to a three-year ban from football. Um, I didn't know if that was football all over, if that was like a, F- a FIFA rule, or if it would just be football that is governed by uefa either way that'd be that'd be the real uh, penalty that uh, zlatan would would fear yeah uh most most likely end his career <laughs> when you're asking about i don't know if that football means fifa but i mean football he could play american football still probably <laughs> come on over and play for i don't know like the chargers or something <laughs> just be a kicker <laughs> just be a kicker yeah exactly no it's like a strong safety just fucking Leveling people. Now, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is being pressed to answer whether he endorses the ESL since he met with Manchester United Chief Executive Ed Woodward at Downing Street several days before the announcement. Um, Ed Woodward has since resigned, but I mean, if it's anything, I mean, Boris Johnson's well known for taking accountability for his actions, so I'm sure he'll come clean. <laughs> <laughs> that was a genuine laugh. <laughs> uh, it's all yeah. too easy to believe that that's a classic <clears throat> Trump-esque move where you make a deal and as soon as it goes south, you you stab the person you made the deal with in the back. Because Boris yeah. Johnson is currently on paper as like speaking out and saying he's going to have heavy legislation against this you know European Super mm-hmm. League. How convenient. <laughs> Um, in regards to the European Super League, Italian football has passed legislation that would ban Italian teams from playing in Syria if they join a breakaway competition. Um, and I think also all the Italian teams that were in that, so that would be both Milan's, Juventus, and who was it, one other? Uh, that, that was it, just that was the it. two. Yeah, yeah just two Milan's and Juventus. Yeah, they all made safe face and come out and uh, said they've withdrawn from the, the Super League. Ha- have... Real Madrid or Barcelona withdrawn yet? Or is it just a two-team lead now? Which just did El Clasico every week in, until we died of natural causes. Spain, Spain was like, what's our most profitable uh, derby? Oh, El Clasico. Well, let's just have that every week. It's no longer a classic. It's just normal. Um, Julian Nagelsmann will leave Rosenball Sport Leipzig then take charge of Bayern at the end of the season. Uh, current to- Bayern coach Hansi Flick will take over the German national team after the Euros this summer. Um, Bayern will pay Leipzig 25 million euros, making Nagelsmann the most expensive coach transfer ever in world football. Um, second place, I think, was uh, Andre Villas-Boas from Porto to Chelsea. And all that turned out poorly. Um, <laughs> anyway... Nothing confirmed yet on who will replace um, Nagelsmann at Leipzig, but rumors are circling that uh, Jesse Marsh will um, move from Red Bull Salzburg to Leipzig. Um, still under the same like, ownership umbrella. So that would be really cool, having an American coach 
in the Bundesliga in a top European flight. And I think Marsh deserves it. He's been very good at Salzburg. He was very impressive in the Champions League um, matches uh, two seasons ago now. Yeah, two seasons ago against uh, I think it was Ajax and Liverpool and a third team that we... Napoli? Napoli? It was Napoli. Um, yeah, I think Salzburg has been very impressive. He's very good at developing young talent, as we've seen at both at New York and at Salzburg. So I think he's he's earned this move to the top division and good on him. Yeah, it's no stretch to say that your job at Red Bull Salzburg is just your internship for a job in the Bundesliga, whether you're a player or a coach. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to call, like toss shade at Salzburg because you guys did uh, qualify for Champions League and you played some fun games against Liverpool. But I'm just that's the natural order of things in the hierarchy I mean, I mean, of soccer. I think you're throwing shade. There's there's teams out there that are selling clubs, developing and selling clubs. Like you looked at Salzburg and. Even Ajax and PSV Eindhoven and like Anderlecht in Belgium, like those clubs have great young academies and good footballing nations. So they get the young players, they they develop them, they sell them for enormous profit. So I don't think they're too mad that they're not winning Champions Leagues when they're getting a metric fuck ton of money from the top European leagues for their players. Yeah. So I don't think you. I think they know that. I think they're just okay with all the money coming in from Dortmund or Liverpool or teams like that. Speaking of yeah, Dortmund, another one of those company uh, clubs that like to uh, are for profit. Uh, <laughs> they are getting a new coach. Marco Rosa is leaving Borussia Mönchengladbach to join Borussia Dortmund. This naturally leaves a, ga- a gap uh, there, and is going to be filled by Adi Hutter. I think I said that right. Uh, who, who is the co- current coach of Eintracht Frankfurt? Uh, Whoever's going to replace yeah. him, who knows? Yeah, uh, he had, uh, Huder had announced that at a couple weeks ago that he was leaving Frankfurt. Didn't know where he would be landing. Sucks to see him go to a division rival, especially since he's been so good for Frankfurt this season. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, some kind of... Some, well, not kind of. Some good news. Um, for the first time ever, The uh, this happened Monday night. Um, Leicester versus Crystal Palace was stopped after sunset so that the Muslim players could break their fast during Ramadan. Um, it hasn't happened before. I'm glad it happens. Being more accommodating towards players of different faiths. And yeah, they broke fast and were able to drink water during the soccer game, which is good <laughs> and safe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is actually wonderful to see. And uh, stuff towards progress and you know stamping out xenophobia in the league yeah um something less less <laughs> bright <laughs> i really should have done this ordered these better i'm really sorry sasha that's <laughs> okay uh this is uh, it's, it's less of a cross to uh, less of a burden to bear after like my faith in arsenal diminished after the super league shabacle uh but stan and josh Kroenke, the owners of arsenal uh are the the Arsenal conglomerate that has like 12 subsidies and owns all their small companies have announced they are not for sale. So if you were a, f- a fan hoping for a, a brighter tomorrow, I'm taking it away from you. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, an alligator interrupted Toronto's FC's practice in Florida. Um, no word on it. The data earned himself a, start, a contract with the team. Um, but 
I mean, maybe. Who knows? Maybe he's the next DP. Is we kind of homegrown? He'd be homegrown for like Miami. But... Or is he like international? He's the, like defecting from Cuba. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's a lot. So I'm trying to wait for an alligator. Um, Sasha, where can the good people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Alexander Source Sloth. You can find me on Twitter at Real Caleb FC. You can find me on Instagram at Caleb Olson seven one six. I'll change that. I'll probably change that soon. It's a dumb handle on Instagram. Um, you can find the podcast at TWO Netfans on Twitter and Instagram across platforms, baby. Um, thanks to the Tectonics views of their song "Lustless" as our theme music. You can find them on YouTube, Bandcamp, and Facebook. Um, if you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash fans. $3 a month gets you um, access to our Slack channel. $5 a month gets you some extra episodes, which we have been slacking on, and I apologize for that. It'll They'll be coming out imminently. Um, special thanks to our lead commissioner, Eric Olson. The $20 a month you can be, get, shout, get a shout-out at the end of every episode. Um, do you have anything else, Sasha? No, I also I need to back, piggyback on your apology. I have also been slacking on the extra episodes, but they will be recorded, and we will get them out. <laughs> we, we've been working a lot, like real jobs. F- fun, funny thing is, we don't. Get, this isn't a real job at all, <laughs> even though I spend most of my time thinking about this and soccer itself. Um, I, th- I think you've, you've been working like 50 hours a week. I've been working overtime yep. the entire month. It's a lot. And sometimes you you did home, you just want to crack open a bottle of whiskey and drink it all down, but you can't do that because then you can't get, see the screen for notes and yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so we'll get we'll get some uh, bonus episodes out soon. And if we're even if we're super smart, we'll just record a bunch in a row and just have some in the bank, you know? Yeah. So so when we're working overtime again, it'll <laughs> be a little easier on us. Um, with that, as always, shout out to the mad villain, MF Doom, rest in peace.